Yeah, we got the crown, let us sing. I'm a Sacramento king, and we're doing our thing. We got the crown, let us sing. Yeah, it's Sacramento OnlyFans. The art show at the Arco. Boogie Cousins made it bang in the sleepy train. See where blicking bars go. D-Rock got D-Lock like D-Block. D-Fox got the golden one like Reebok. Jason Jones with the J-Street vibes. And KC's gonna give it to you live. Uh, I was born to ball from a fetus. Watching highlights of Reggie Theus. White chocolate breaking ankles into pieces. Roy Williams had them freezing in the bleachers. My shots all making money, Mitch Richmond. Mike Bibby with the cross, you're a victim. And if your team run the zone, I'ma shift them. Welcome to the L train. Like a sentimental king. And we're doing our thing. We got the crown and the sing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what is good? You already know what it is, man. You know the vibes. J Street Vibes here, courtesy of the Be Her platform. Shout out Damian Barlin, Deuce and Mo, all my people on the on the Be Her platform. It's the J Street Vibes. It's your man Kenny Careway. And it's the man next to the man, Jason Jones. Jason, are you popping bottles? Are you are you are, are you are you pouring bottles over your head right now? Cal going to the second round of the Pac-12 tournament. Let's go, air horns. Let's go. I really don't know what to say because I ain't going to lie. Like a lot of Cal grads, I didn't even know they was playing today. <laughs> I was like, I have been so sad by the program and how things were progressed. I mean, I mean, they won by oh, they won by eighteen. Yeah, yeah, they went. They finished the game on like a, a sixteen to three run. Man. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Every time I check the score, they always taking an L. So I was just like, ah, oh, they probably lost. I mean, I mean, I didn't know if they had to like qualify for the conference tournament. <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, <laughs> they, well, they they playing on the first day on Wednesday. Uh, all the teams with buys they start on Thursday. So I'm assuming. I think I heard they got UCLA next. Oh, lose probably. But hey, I mean, this is like the biggest. I guess when you got four wins. That's the crazy. last win is the, is the biggest win That's of crazy. the season. Jason, I know we talked earlier yeah, earlier in the season. You said you just weren't really feeling the college sports vibes this year. Are you? Are you? Have you changed at all? Have you? Have you gotten into championship week a little bit? March Madness is going to happen. You paid attention at all? No, <laughs> uh, just it's just hard to get in for me to get into college sports this year. Just like it was so random and. Like I usually make a trip down to Berkeley, at least catch one of the women's games. Yeah, didn't didn't go to any games and just football just set a bad bad tone for me. I mean, the Pac-12 starting like it on Thanksgiving and mm. being over like three weeks later, and I was like, this I just couldn't get into it this year. I'm I'm more so trying to see who are the top who's going to be top five draft picks. Yeah, well, and, 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 and checking on the G League, you know, the G League squad. Yeah, shout out, shout out to the Gubble. Shout out to the Gubble. I don't, you yeah. know what? I I have felt the same way as you have for most of the year, but the last two weeks, um, I've been I've been digging college basketball. It's, it's been it's been having some vibes. Um, championship week. This is a really random thing. We didn't even talk about this. Really random. What's your favorite? championship week moment if you have one like one that just comes to your mind automatically so for instance for me it's probably two it's the Big East championship with Ray Allen and Allen Iverson 
mm-hmm. in 96. And then Kimba stepped back. Yeah, I was going to say Kimba. That was my, you know, because like for the, you know, as a West Coast guy, we didn't really have, you know, championship with the Pac the nah, back then. They started the real late. Have, they started the the conference tournament with Pac 12 like real late, like early 2000s, early two, maybe. Early 2000s, like around then. Yeah, because I was in college when they started it. I remember we went down to LA, Staples Center. Yeah. You know, I watched, oddly enough, I watched Luke Walton in the post <laughs> work. Work Cal and eliminate us. I think in the, I think it might have been the semis, but yeah, Cal back then the the Pac ten was a monster back then. It was. It Cal was. had you know, Cal was good. Stanford was good. UCLA was good. SC had yeah, pros. Yeah, yeah, SC had. SC had. Was it Scal there? I mean, wasn't Scal there? Scalabrini was there at USC there. I, I think uh, at that point, who's his name? Sam Clancy was their guy. Oh wow, Sam Clancy. And uh, it was low. They had a little point guard too. Uh, yeah, I'm blanking on his damn. name, but they yeah, they was a problem. Oh, UCLA had Matt Barnes and all that crew, and yeah, back, Arizona. Back I mean, I look back to the guys I watched in college. I mean, it was ridiculous. Arizona, Oregon was good. You know, yeah, you know, what was the little blonde dude, the little guard, who ended up going uh, written to the Cavs. Written yeah, written out. Yeah, it was. And yeah, that, they, uh, it was. What's his name? Freddie Jones. He won the dunk contest, I think, one of the years. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, outside of Washington State, there really wasn't an easy night. I mean, when I was in school, Eddie House was at Arizona State. Ooh, ooh. I mean, I think Eddie House might have gave Cal like fifty. He gave him sixty-one, I think, didn't he? Oh, that's what it was. I think Ed Gray might have gave them fifty. Ed Gray was a bad boy. Ed Gray gave, yeah. I mean, Sean Lampley. I mean, there was so much good basketball through the whole conference. And now the conference is it, it's trying to get back. I mean, I think the only real weak team is Cal. Um, even, I think even, Washington was pretty bad this year, right? Washington was, yeah. They you know, Washington yeah. put guys in the pros in the last couple of years, you know. Yeah. Since Jalen Brown, I can't I don't think Cal has put a guy in the you know, a, a, a big guy, a key guy in the pros. That was a great moment. I don't know if this one sticks out to you, but Isaiah Thomas uh went in the Pac twelve championship uh with the buzzer beater. You remember that one? My, I don't remember it, but you know, I remember I wanted the Lakers to draft IT. Oh my gosh. Don't give me twi- don't don't even get me started on Isaiah Thomas leaving the Kings. That should have never happened. Don't even get me started. I was so upset for Darren Collison. Oh my gosh! Okay, I remember I wrote a com- I remember I wrote a column about that, and I said there's only like six guys that average twenty five and whatever it was, or twenty and six or whatever it was, and he was one of them. I said, okay, you don't think he's a starter? Don't let him go for nothing. At least get something for him. Right. They let him go basically for nothing. Pretty cheap too. He ain't even signed yeah, for that much like, in Phoenix. The draft rights to Alex Ariaki. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jesus. That name will always be an answer in trivia. <laughs> oh, man. And you know what? Isaiah Thomas, I will get into the current Kings in just a second, but Isaiah Thomas was already like a big deal in Sacramento. If he would have stayed here, like signed a four-year deal and played the way he did, he'd be a legend in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. He already kind of is. Like, we love Isaiah Thomas here. But if he would have been able to perform here, He'd been we talk the way we, the way I talk about like Jason Williams and Chris, he would have been on that level if he would have stayed yeah. stayed in Sacramento for longer. It's like Jerry Reynolds always said, you know, if you're gonna have a competition, he's gonna win the competition unless you just outright beat him mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. I his whole thing was you just trying to take my starting job and give it away because I'm short. Right. 
<laughs> you know, and, and that's what it really came down to. They said, hey, well, he's small. He should be a six man. And it's funny, you see the argument now that Buddy should be a six man. And if you, if you swap places with him, it's pretty obvious <laughs> that <laughs> IT should have been a starter and maybe Buddy is the real six man. But hey, yeah. different regimes. I think a different regime might have paid IT. Yeah. I think, you know, oddly that, enough, we'll I, think, know. I think Body would have. I think Body. Yeah, I, I, I mean, IT was the type of guy you liked in your locker room. And yeah. um, it was crazy when those stories came out that DeMarcus ran him off. <laughs> and the thing was, DeMarcus respected him because he they, he would he would challenge him and stand up to him. Right, right. You know, DeMarcus didn't want you to be no punk. Right. You know, and I think people took that all day. They got into it. They didn't like each other. I remember the first time they played against each other, IT brought his kids over to go see go see DeMarcus. Mm. So, and I'm saying, I thought, I thought you two hated each other. <laughs> he, but I mean, I heard, he, you know, you heard so many crazy things back then. Whenever someone left, it was just crazy. It was always DeMarcus's fault. Right. Yeah, I remember how that he was. He was, he was the most, according to the, the, the people whispering behind his back, he was the most destructive force in King's history. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. I mean, I mean, you would hear stories of we can't sign anyone because no one wants to play with the for, with the Marcus. That's that was the story with Ryan Anderson. They were, they they were really, he wouldn't play. It's crazy they, they were really DeMarcus. pinning everything on him like that. That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. That's crazy. But Jason, let's talk about the current Sacramento Kings here. And uh, mm -hmm. you, you wrote, you partnered with Sam Amick last week and, and wrote kind of a, a state of the Sacramento Kings as we see it right now. Um, some interesting tidbits came out of that one. Um, it, it appears, I'm, I'm going to just set you up and then you, you can take it wherever you want, but it appears Luke Walton seems relatively safe, at least for this season um, and possibly for next. What, what was your gauge from, from what you got uh, from digging around about what's going on with Luke Walton? I mean, you know, the term we used in the story was gap year. <laughs> Essentially going into this year. I think about blackish when I, when I hear gap year, when, when yeah. Junior was, was taking a gap year from college. That's, that's what I think about. Yeah. yeah, basically you go into this season with no expectations and figure, you know, this is about getting certain key young guys better. Mm -hmm. You get another high draft pick in 2021. And then you go in the next season saying, okay, you know what? Now we got we got our core and let's see what we can start doing. You know, it's a it's not a surprise if you look at the offseason, the kind of the lack of moves, some of the moves you thought they could have made that would have made sense, like you know, just keeping Kent Bazemore, for example, it's like a simple no-brainer for them. You think that real quick, do you think that was a, a realistic thing? Like, did they not really go after him? Because me and, and my man Damien, we we wonder about that. Did did they attempt to sign him and he was just like, no, nah, I'm going to go to a golden state or if they pursued him harder, what have they been able to keep him around? I mean, I haven't gotten it concrete, but what I can gather, they didn't exactly go out of their way to keep Kent. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, I think if they had, there hadn't been a change of state, I think there's no doubt to me that Baysmore stays. Mm -hmm. I think Vlade would have kept him. Because Vlade's mission was to get to the playoffs and, and Baysmore put them closer. I'm not saying he puts you over the top. Right. I'm not saying he's some big, you know, he's going to, the big acquisition who, make, who makes that big of a difference in that way. Like you're going to say he's a star, but he was a guy who helped them in the locker room and on the court. So um, yeah. I think, I know the coaching staff would love to have Bays back. Yeah. 
They need a guy like that right now. If you look at the way yeah. they play in their roster, they're missing a, a, a guy like Bazemar. We're missing a dog like him who's just who's just out there grinding. It's not that these guys aren't playing hard, but that's that's what he specializes in. He's he specializes in, in coming in and bringing that energy and giving whatever the team needs, whether it's offense or defense. So, and there's a and there's a lot to be said about a guy who knows who he is as a player, yes, and knows what he needs to do to fit in. Yeah, and if you have him, you have another switchable guy defensively. Mm-hmm. And I and I just imagine what their defense might look like. I'm like I said, I don't want to make this sound like Kent Bazemore was the savior. But he would make a difference for them defensively, having another guy who at least has the know-how, mm. knows where to be, you know, you know, a decent enough guy on offense that you trust, the coach trusts, you know. So if you're not playing Buddy, but you're playing Kent, people yeah. are looking at Luke like, what the hell are you playing him for? Right, right. So, I mean, I, you know, but hey, you know, it is what it is. And you go into this season trying to make sure De'Aaron's on track, getting the most out of Tyrese. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing, you know, getting a good gauge of where Marvin is. And to me, I think of the three of those things, Marvin was the biggest thing. We got to find out what Marvin is. You know, is he good enough that we keep? Is he good enough that we move on from him? You no, know, what do we do? Mm-hmm. So, the, so here's the thing that I, I keep saying about Luke and him coming back. Now, I know anything could happen. This isn't a perfect world. Things aren't always fair. As my man Stephen A. like to say, fair is where they judge pigs, okay? But uh, I, I look at what Monty has done, and, and I it, it kind of sounds like I blame him for something, but I, I really don't. He had like a couple of weeks in the, before he was hired into the offseason. So I'm not, I'm not really on his head. But I look at it where I don't feel like he gave Luke a lot to work with this year. And because of that, It'd be pretty unfair if you gave him like five or six real NBA players, really good, decent players. And if he doesn't succeed with that, be like, ah, we don't think you're the guy to move forward with. He might have already thought that before. You know, if he thought that coming in, then that's one thing. But if he based it on this season, I don't know if that'd be necessarily, you know, that that's not really fair for him to get rid of Luke because of that. But I say all that to say I think that's one of the reasons why we probably see Luke at least start the season next year. Yeah, I just think, and then you look at the owing oh, him eleven point five mil over the next two years. That too, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that most importantly, probably, if they didn't yeah, owe him know, that, they, people they, say, "Well, why didn't different. you fire him this year?" You, you know, who was going to eat fit whatever would have been fourteen, fifteen million dollars? Who was going to eat that? It's <laughs> a lot of money. Well, you know, who was going to eat that? Fourteen million dollars left on his contract. Not, My gosh. Yeah, Oof. who's going to eat that for the team not to be you know significantly better? Yeah, you know I just I and I I do think that if you're sticking with the plan, yeah, you know, hey, you give Luke a chance. You say, you know what, we're going to fortify this thing and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I I'd have no objection to that if I were you know just as an observer. I understand the we hate Luke sentiment. Or sometimes I don't understand it. Nah, I, don't, I don't really understand. I mean, I, I take I take back what I said. Some of the stuff you get mad at him for, I don't understand they at got, all. They got mad at him for missing free throws. The team like, missing free throws. Damn it, if they were coached better, they wouldn't have fouled that guy. <laughs> like, I guess, you know, I, I remember somebody got mad about him playing, giving guys a rest. 
It's like, why is he sitting Harrison? Is he trying to lose? I'm like, because Harrison's played 33 minutes through three quarters is why he's sitting Harrison. 33 minutes through three quarters. And like, why is he sitting him? He must not want to win. I'm like, okay, Luke, I'm sorry. You know, whatever. You know, it's like the man played Buddy two, Buddy 42 minutes a couple of games ago. 42 off the sprained ankle. Yeah. And people are like, well, why is he, he needs to play other people. It's like, okay, whatever. I mean, you know, I, I said, I don't get it sometimes. Yeah. I was like, okay, you guys don't like him. I get it. You don't, I guess you don't like him, but at least be, at least be, I mean, there's somebody who like hit me said, he's the reason why Julius Randle wasn't developed. And I'm like, actually <laughs> it was Byron Scott who stopped playing Julius when he was young. It wasn't Luke. Right. And Julius, I'm like, at least Julius blame was the man also for like shit he did. 20 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God, he getting blamed for stuff that had nothing to do with him now. <laughs> Next thing we're going to hear is, you know, Marvin would have never got hurt if Luke was the coach. It's like, I mean, I'm just waiting for the next thing that Luke did that it's his fault. Uh, well, that makes no sense. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you won't have to wait for long. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, my timeline will remind me in short order to, during the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, there's a turnover. If Luke did this better. Okay. Yeah. So the the other thing that was in that piece, um, and, and it's really hard for for you guys to gauge. Um, this is this is something where, if we were in a normal situation where you know everybody was there, you could talk, you can kind of get a gauge. You might be able to get a, a better feel for this. But Marvin Bagley, um, it was reported that there was, well. Um, it was just reported that there there was some kind <laughs> there was there was some kind of trade dialogue going on. I don't know who initiated it. I don't know where it came. I don't know. I don't know nothing. All right, as as Wax likes to say, I'm brilliant idiots. But um, <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? How do you think they feel about Marvin Bagley from the best of your ability? Because like I said, you're not really able to to you know, have a lot of conversations with people because the way things are set up. But do you think they're maybe encouraged? Because I feel like he's gotten better pretty much every month this season. And he seems to be trending up where there's things he's definitely still has to work on. But it, when evaluating Marvin, you said that was part of kind of what this season was supposed to be about. Or do you think maybe they're, they're, they're happy with it or like, how you, how you, how you see that? Yeah. From working the phones and doing what you can, they like the, He's getting better. They're seeing an improvement. You know, there's still a ways to go defensively in terms of just the know-how, the awareness, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but they like where he they they like what they've seen some improvement in him. Mm-hmm. That being said, I ask people all the time: Wilt Chamberlain got traded, Shaq got traded. Yeah, you know, Russell Wilson is about to get traded. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, Don't anybody can get traded, you know, much less a guy who's in his third year, who's barely played a hundred games. Yeah. And I guess I've talked to a bunch of people about this and what you hear, you hear a couple of things. You hear one that they definitely have looked around to see what they might be able to get from Marvin. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some GM out there who's like, wow, if we get him out of Sacramento, he'll be so much better. Mm. So maybe there's someone who liked him before the draft and it says, let's get him out of there. And they're willing to pay him 11.4 mil next year, whatever the qualifying offer is, which would be about, I think, 14 or so uh, for year five without an extension. Okay. 
So, you know, you hear that. You also hear that along those same lines, teams are basically like, you guys don't want him. We're not going to give you anything of value for him. Mm. So you're, you're, they're being basically lowballed in terms of offers. Now, so now, I mean, you know, clear, so I mean, it's kind of kind of stuck. One. Clarify that one for me a little bit, if you can, if you can. Are the Kings just kind of gauging interest, or are they willing to move on from Marvin right now? In your opinion, from what I, from one of my last conversations, they're willing to move on, mm. but they haven't gotten what they like. Mm. There had there hasn't been an offer. Like I said, they pretty much be getting, you know, getting, you know, hey, we'll give you some some spare parts for them. See, I think so that's crazy. At the very least, if, if 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 Monty decides, you know what, he's not my type of player, mm-hmm. he at least needs him to play well. <laughs> yeah. To get something for him. Yeah. You know, so I, I I I still, you know, I'm like I said, I'm like Bernie Mac. I don't believe shit till shit happens. So <laughs> a lot of this is just a lot of talk and you know posturing, seeing what you could get, you know, maybe you get lucky, you know, what if someone said, we'll give you two number ones for him. That would be crazy. But you're like, okay, you know, yeah. we got to do that. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's just a lot to consider with all that, but in terms of his progress, they are seeing progress with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he went from in January, we can't put him on the court in the fourth quarter, we're definitely going to lose to, <laughs> he's, he's, he's progressing. So, I mean, for a guy who played in 13 games in his second year and played in what 60, 62 his first year, mm-hmm. I mean, he's basically a second year player. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I think he's progressing. You know, is he if you got you gotta throw out the whole he's not Luca thing, he's not you gotta throw all that out. It doesn't matter, that doesn't matter anymore. As mm-hmm. one coach once told me, where you got drafted only matters on draft night. Right. Once you get in, you're a rookie. And you got the same lessons to learn. Some guys pick it up faster than another. You know, Tyrese is a freak of nature. <laughs> you know, guys are supposed to come in and be a leader off the bat the way he is. Right. You know, but but he's he's an outlier. Right. He's the exception, not the rule. Yeah. A lot of and, you know, and I guess, and well, you know, you know, for all the crap they give Marvin, I mean, there were people on the whole, they should have took Jaron Jackson. Jaron's been hurt just as much, if not more than Marvin lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he's, I mean. He still ain't bad. Let, you know. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and we've seen before in the league, big guys tend to take longer. Mm. And 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 I and I think one thing people aren't giving Marvin any grace on is this: Marvin did a lot of work to get ready for this season, then caught COVID. Mm. That's right. So getting sick, you know, probably losing, you know, losing the strength. And I have someone told me that essentially that the mar like people they get on Marvin, like look at him physically, he looks no different. It's, that wasn't the case that he tested positive and he got sick. Right. That he, you know, you did see the work he put in. It's just that he got sick. So I mean, like I said, they're not giving Marvin any grace, you know, you know, in the social media fan world, you know. But hey, uh, well, look, I, I look, I, I gotta, I gotta sit up here in front of everybody, in front of the congregation, and I gotta say, I stand corrected. I, I thought it was, I thought it was all cap when it was like. Oh, they're engaging in trade talks about Marvin Bagley. I thought, if anything, it would be other teams calling about Marvin. I didn't think the Kings were making calls. I, I, yeah, I could say it's all. But the thing is, too, with all that stuff, it's all about who you believe and what you hear. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. this time of year, there's so many damn lies and people with agendas. But I had heard before that they definitely had looked to move him and see what they could get for him. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, looking doesn't mean you're necessarily going to do it. Sometimes it's like, hey, you shoot your shot. Yeah. You know what? That girl in the club, <laughs> you may have no chance with her. But why the hell not? <laughs> the worst she can do is say no to you. Right. So uh, sometimes it's like, you know what? Let's just see if they'll give us this guy and this guy and that guy. And the thing is, people forget about money. He comes from that Daryl Morey, Sam Hinkie model where they kind of believe, you know what? Let's throw 150 ideas on the on the board mm-hmm. and check them out. Maybe 98% of them don't hit. Right. But what if one or two of them do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just think, you know, people have to get used to that now with this front office with Monty is that you may hear a lot of ideas because that's what he's doing. Right. You know, it's not, it, it, Vlade was probably a lot more deliberate. And I, I know with, under in Vlade's regime, it was a lot of teams calling, trying to swindle Vlade. <laughs> like, let me see, can I get over? You know, hey, let me see, can I That's pull a, a Philly from 2015? <laughs> That's a damn you know, shame. <laughs> hey, yeah, and, th- and this goes back before Vlade. This goes back to even Jeff Petrie when the team was cash strapped. Yeah. And teams stopped calling Jeff Petrie. They would go straight to the Maloofs if it was like a cash considerations deal. Yeah. The, how much money did the Rockets pay the Kings back then? <laughs> Remember, every trade they made was with the Rockets. <laughs> the Rockets were going to the they like this is a lick. <laughs> they the was Kings like, okay, if we throw in cash, the Maloofs will go for it. <laughs> and I yeah. remember the front office guys I knew back then being so frustrated because they're trying to get better, and they get a call. Got to make this deal. We get three million dollars. <sighs> everybody made. I remember they made one trade. I forget which trade it was. One of the players asked me, how much money we get this time? Because <laughs> everyone knew That's the deal. So, shame, I mean, man. it's just. Goodness gracious, we deserve better than this. God damn. So, I mean, this is just. <laughs> it's a I damn guess that, that's shame. the reason why. People swindling us, people using us like a lick. We deserve better. God that's damn. the reason why when people get all, this is the worst ever. I'm like, actually, it's not. <laughs> Actually, it's not. There was a time where players on the team didn't know what city they'd be in next season. So, I mean, Ooh. I've seen way worse. That's why I'm like, you know what? It ain't real. I mean, it's bad, but it ain't that bad. I mean, it's not like you can say they got two. Like, you know, to me, a team that had a DeMarcus Cousins and a Rudy Gay mm-hmm. as your two guys and still couldn't get over the top because of bad decisions, that's way worse than where you're at right now. Mm. You know, or you look back, this team had, a, you know, a young Tyreek, IT, DeMarcus, and Hassan on the same team. Oh, damn. How, Sway? How, Sway? Hold on. I, I got it. I got it. How, Sway? Damn it. Hey, so like <laughs> I said, you know what? I know it sucks right now, but trust me, it could be worse. <sighs> you know, it could be worse. And that's why I say – the whole list is fire the coach. I'm like, if you, it, number one, if you're a good coaching candidate, why do you come to Sacramento knowing that there's a good chance that you, you could walk in, they could say, you know what, we're building for a two or three year plan. You win, say, seven of eight games mm. <laughs> to get to 12 and 11. And then ownership is like, what? We won seven of eight. We must compete now. <laughs> And I've seen it happen here too many times. I remember uh, Michael Malone's second season when we are in the uh, media day. Vivek walks in and says, you know what? Last year was about changing the culture. 
the culture has changed. It's mm. time for the playoffs. And I'm looking around <laughs> going, what the hell? <laughs> and I remember I was saying, does he not realize they, they didn't sign Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan from the Clippers? They got Darren Collison and Ryan Hollins. Oh, Jesus. I'm like, what the? And then when he said, I said, oh, my God, they're going to fire him along. I said, he couldn't fire. That's crazy. I said, you know, so under that whole backdrop of just randomness, say you fire Luke tomorrow. Who the hell wants to sign up for that? Yeah, it's one of 30 jobs. But if you're a high level candidate, you just wait it out. Right. Another job will come up. Wait it out and say, you know what? Somebody else, another job will open up next year. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're, they're going to have to dig themselves out of this one. Now, Kings finished the first half 14-22. and 22. Um, What do you, just as an observer, what do you want to see from this group in the second half? And obviously, we want them to make the playoffs because that's a lot more fun. We cover the team. It's fun to cover a playoff team. But, I mean, that's the obvious answer. Me, personally, I want to see continued growth from De'Aaron Fox, almost split the season in half, right? Like not necessarily with his, his averages and stuff like that. I think they're going to be the same. But one thing I want to see from him, second half of the season, shoot 75% from the free throw line. You know what I mean? That's, that's not going to be your total free throw percentage for the season. But, if, but have something to build on. Be like, all right, man, you know, I, I struggled in the first half, but second half of the season I shot 75% and build on that. You know, I want to see Tyrese Halliburton continue to improve. I want to see him start at some point, and I want to see him and Fox in the backcourt. And I want to see Marvin Bagley um, elevate his game even more. He seemed to get better month after month. Individually, that's what I want to see from these Sacramento Kings. What are some of the things that you're looking at? I'm looking at defensively. Can you have a, you know, can you put up more of a fight? I mean, the way they score the ball, they don't have to be the bad boy Pistons. <laughs> that's that's the Just, that's the hidden part about all this. They're actually, I don't want to. Is potent too strong of a word to say offensively? They're pretty. I mean, they score on anybody. Yeah. yeah. Even when Buddy is struggling at his worst, they were still scoring one fifteen, one twenty. Right. Yeah. You know, that's not that that's not their problem. The the problem offensively is more so the mental errors, the, the uh, you know, the live ball turnovers at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. But in terms of just scoring, you know, and then also the ability to execute what you want in crunch time. Mm-hmm. When, when things tighten up and they take away what you want, do you just know, well, what do we you know? I've asked them plenty of times. Do you know what to go to when you need something just to get a good look? I bet they and do. the thing is. Whenever they call a timeout, they get it. Mm-hmm. But you got to be able to get to that without a timeout. Yeah. You know, you can't call a timeout every possession to get a good shot. So do you guys, you know, I want to see that offensively. Are you making progress in, okay, it's two minutes to go in the game. Even if you don't win the game, are you getting good looks? It's the mm-hmm. end of the third quarter. You got eight seconds in the left. Get a shot off. Mm-hmm. Things like mm-hmm. that matter. You know, I said defensively, just got to – like I said, you ain't got to be, you know, the 04 Pistons. You don't have to be able to beat a mid-90s Knicks. But, but at least pulse. be just just be, just be, like, not the worst. Like, right. like, like, De'Aaron's, like De'Aaron said, he talked to the media Wednesday. He pointed out, he said, you know what? We're top 10 in the top 10 in free throw attempts. We're bottom of the league in free throw percentage. Oh. You know, 
where wow. <laughs> we're near the top in wow. scoring. We're near, you know, so F on the fans go, oh, we don't get any calls. Actually, y'all get some calls. You don't capitalize on them. how many 10 of 18 games have they had? You know, yeah. you, you can't shoot 50% in the league and expect to win. And they have too many games where they're at 58, 60, you, where their free throw percentage is way too close to, to the three point percentage. Oh, goodness gracious. You know, Damn. you got too many Damn. games like that. And like he said, you know, De'Aaron said that. She talked about the free throws. He talked about just, you know, situational basketball late in quarters, late in games. Mm -hmm. and then he was like, you can't be the worst defensive rated team ever and expect to talk to win. You know, because you know, people were asking about you know, the playing game. He's like, until we start winning games, it don't make any sense to talk about the playoffs. Well, no, that's fair. You know, that's fair. Jason, I, I'm I may be in the minority here. I don't think this season is is completely lost just yet. I really I don't. don't either. I think that they they're not very deep, but like you mentioned, offensively. They, they can they can do a lot on the offensive end, and if they show just anything on defense, it could help them out. They had I don't know how they calculate these things, but allegedly they had the toughest schedule in the league in that first half. So you're gonna you're gonna it's gonna ease up a little bit. You're in the West, so it can only ease up so much. But it's gonna ease up a little bit um, if they can stay healthy. I, I, yeah, man. I just don't think that this is a lost season just yet, man. They're, they're, they, oh. I think they still got something left to play for this season. Yeah, I agree. Cause I mean, you know, it's not like they're at the, you know, at the bottom of the West. I mean, they're near the bottom, but they're just as close to being in the top 10 mm -hmm. as they are to be in last place by Minnesota. I mean, they're actually, you know, they're 70 right now, Wednesday night. They're seven games ahead of Minnesota, which is the worst. But they're only three and a half out of uh, mm. out of ten, and and uh, or San maybe, Antonio, maybe, maybe, yeah, three and a half. Yeah. San Antonio and Memphis got a lot of making up to do because they missed like a week and a half each. When, yeah, I think the, like San Antonio has a gang of games. Yeah, they they got a brutal. They got like they got like was it like four? I mean, they've got a lot of games to play. Yeah. And I know Memphis was out yeah. for like almost it's two they weeks. They played Wednesday night. I mean, they only had 32 games going into the break. I think Memphis. I think Memphis had. Let me let me look at it while we're here. Memphis got Memphis. Is, Memphis is now at 33 games because they played Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. So, and the Kings are what? So what's, you, what's this? 30, so 38? The Kings are right at the midway level. They they would be at 38 if they didn't lose the two Memphis games. That's right. That's right. Wow. So yeah. So I mean, they've got a. It's going to be condensed, but I mean, there's a, a lot that's going to happen. I mean, this is going to be a season that's going to, I think injuries are going to play a big factor mm -hmm. up and down the standings. They the already have for the Kings. I mean, yeah. they, they got injured and that's when they fell off. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not wishing injury, but you know, if New Orleans, I mean, how come not to the how bad New Orleans is, relatively mm -hmm. speaking? <laughs> Yeah, they yeah. got two. They got two all stars, and they fifteen and twenty one. You know, that's crazy. They do have two all stars. Man. You know, I mean, they're barely ahead of the Kings. But I digress. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I just mean, you know, you know, an injury here. You know, like I said, and COVID's the wild card. Yeah. All yeah. you know, you you know, you you get it. You get a coaching staff or one player. You know, hell, it hit the all star game damn near. <sighs> Man. So I mean, 
you know, you, there's just so many things that could happen. So I mean, they're they're by no means out of it. Wow. They just they just don't have a lot of margin for error if they want to win games. And part of that is they did, I mean, if they just play an ounce better defense, not even an ounce, but you know, just just be serviceable and then even though everyone makes fun of Shaq's analysis on TNT because he's Shaq and he really don't try to break down the game, but he, this part is true. If you can get timely stops, mm-hmm. your defense can be good enough to win. If you can get timely stops, the yeah. problem with the Kings is they don't get stops at all. No, no. You know, you know, you got to do things. And one thing I've noticed about them defensively is that they always seem uncertain about what they're supposed to be doing. Mm. It's like if you're going to double team, double team. I see too much like, uh, do I go? Do I not go? Then they get caught in the middle. That skip pass, boom, boom, they got an open shot because someone's caught in no man's land. Like, if you're going to double team, say, Dame Lillard, go get Dame. Mm-hmm. Get the ball out of his hand. Because mm-hmm. Dame wants you to be confused. Like, oh, you going to play with me? He'll manipulate you. Yeah. Back a couple, you know. And so they, there's some things they can tighten up. And the thing is, they've shown they can do it. Yeah. yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, are you going to get any help with the deadline? Probably not. You know, I don't think Monty's going to go, you know, around trying to add guys to get them to 10th. You know, you're not going to mortgage part of your future to be in the playing tournament. Right. You know, but I think, yeah, it's it's definitely not lost. And I think for once it would be good to see this Kings team, even if they don't get in, actually ascend toward the end of the year and not flame out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that would do more for them, you know, than anything. Yeah. Just, I mean, because th- th- this team's history has always been, like, even, you know, with the bubble, just flame out in the bubble. The year before that, 9-16 and 16 after the break, you know, mm-hmm. just they, they need to build, they need to keep building upward right. as opposed to going backwards. Right. Have, have something to um, to build off of going into next season, whether it's play-in, whether it's a, we were in the play-in race until the last week, whatever, you know what I'm saying, whatever, just something as opposed to, like you said, we flamed out. I mean, look at, um, and look, this is a, it's 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 not completely telling the whole story because they acquired a, a Hall of Famer, an All Star, and Chris Paul. But look at Phoenix, how they finished the bubble, and that helped them carry momentum into the off season and into this season. And I'm not saying if the Kings play well, they'll be the number two seed in the in the West. But you need anything, you know what I'm saying? You need anything to be the the change your fortunes around here. And I do think there, I mean, I look at Miami, a team that a couple of years ago, they were like 13 and 30. It was, it was something like really bad the first half and they reversed that and got yeah, to 41 and 41. They missed high. the playoffs. But yeah. to me, I think that did more for them than them, get, you know, just tanking the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I remember correctly, the pick they got out of that might've been bam. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I, I could be a year off. It could have been the next year, but I, remember I think, that year. I think was, the Kings have lost yeah. long enough. You got to start building on something. Yeah, I agree. So uh, they start the season or start the second half of the season with the Houston Rockets. Thirteen straight losses for the Rockets. And Jason, don't get it twisted. I'm about as nervous for this game as you can be. Thirteen straight losses. For the Rockets, and I just I can see it now. I thought they were going to lose that Laker game the other day, and I was about to be like, "Bruh, bruh." So yeah, I no. <laughs> yeah, this Rockets game. 
is is about as nervous as somebody can be going up against a team that's lost thirteen straight. Yeah, so, and they get, they put to have Christian Wood back. He's gonna be back. I heard he wasn't gonna be back. I don't. I've I've seen. You know. I've seen. You know. I saw he was supposed to be available. I don't know. Well, you know how it is. Know you know how it is with the Kings. He'll he'll they'll pull a Jimmy Butler and they'll announce twelve minutes before the game. Oh yeah, Christian Wood is playing, and he'll go for thirty five or something like that. You know mm-hmm. how that goes. So. Um, yeah. So I mean. I might as well just go ahead and check, before, you know, you know, <laughs> just check. You know, this, who knows? Because I've seen this thing is can go weird, and then you know, poor Kings, it'll be like I'm telling you, nobody, some guy we've Jimmy never Butler heard of. hadn't played what in, in 14 straight games, and then like the game was a, a, a seven o'clock start Eastern at 6:45. Oh yeah, Jimmy Butler's available tonight. Drops 30. Yeah, he returned to practice. You know. You know, so he's back. He's he's back in practice. You know, he hasn't played in a while. I don't know if he'll be on a minutes restriction. Oh, you, you know. said you you mentioned earlier Tyrese should be okay. Back now they're saying likely within a week, maybe a week, maybe a little less. Okay, oh, okay. I mean, I had seen that somebody said he was back. You know, so, but so now, so now only Kevin Porter Jr. is going to hit us for thirty instead of both of them. Yeah, no, yeah, I can't hey. believe. So this is just. I know this is really random. I I was. I can't believe the Kings did not take a chance on Kevin Porter Jr. Can't believe it. Hey, uh, I, I, he was there you know. for free, for free, and he tears up the tears up the G League bubble, man. It's crazy. Um, real quick before we get into the last subject, they said Tyrese should be back, but he's going to be on a mm-hmm. minutes restriction, correct? Yeah, minute restriction, and like I you know, was saying before the show, has any team had more minute <laughs> restrictions this year than the Kings? <laughs> I mean, no. I know the med- I'm not a doctor. They're doing their job, but it's like I have never seen so many guys on minutes restrictions. Man, tell me about it. This shit is crazy. I mean, this is a guy. Like I said, Tyrese was on load management in the preseason. <laughs> you don't let that young boy go out there and Ty- do his thing. Ty- I mean, Ty- it's, like I said, I'm not a doctor. I, I just find it interesting that it seems like everyone comes back. I mean, we've seen. Sound on a minute restriction, Tyrese on a minute restriction, Daquan on a minute restriction, Marvin on a minute restriction, Rashawn on a minute restriction. And, and look, in the in the game that I just mentioned with Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler didn't play like 13 straight games, came back and played like 42 minutes that night <laughs> <laughs> and had 30. Like, what? Where's that minutes restriction? So, yeah, I, I don't know. When we talked to Tyrese on the show um, before the Lakers game, um, he sounded like, you know, if it was a serious moment in the season that he'd be able to get out there and play, he, he wasn't really tripping off of it. So that, that was like a week and a half ago. So I don't, I'm not sure why he's on a minutes restriction a week and a half later, but whatever. Yeah, they're playing it, playing it safe, playing it safe. They are not going to risk the future of the team. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm with that. Last but not least, uh, NBA or not NBA basketball, Hall of Fame finalists were announced. We got three Sacramento connections in there. We got Rick Adelman. We got Yolanda Griffin from the Monarchs. And we have a guy that I cannot believe is still in this position in Chris Webber. Last year, you wrote something on Chris Webber not being in the Hall of Fame. You ran that back. I saw that earlier um, on your timeline. Does he get in this year? I don't know. I I mean, there's, there's no way of knowing. I thought he should have already been in, 
But hey, what do I know? I don't see why he's not. Like, I can't think of a good argument why he's not in right now. I mean, especially when you consider that the Basketball Hall of Fame takes into your entire career, your college impact, your high school years. You know, I think I do think that some of this is punitive. I think the whole Michigan, you know, you know, pro, you know, you know, probation and everything they were probate. All that. I I do think that some of this is punitive. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think and, and people used to argue with me that he wasn't that dominant at his time. I'm like, are you nah, fucking y'all, kidding me? Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. Yeah, you, you know how hard it was to be an all-star power forward in the West in the early 2000s? Nah. It's about KG, Duncan, Dirk, you know, Carl Malone had got to the finals in 98. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you talk, you know, and then you don't get it, you know, you had about it. Rasheed Wallace was like another guy at that point. Right. You know, he was good, but he wasn't like he was, you know, the sheet you saw later. Well, check this out. So today on the radio show, D-Lo and KC, ESPN 1320, 12 to 4, you know what it is, radio.com, stream us. Um, I got into a little bit of discussion with everybody because Damien had said Paul Pierce was a finalist, and he's like, first ballot Hall of Famer. And I was like, ah, ah. Paul Pierce was first ballot. We just we don't even have to think about it, huh? We don't have to think. I mean, he he is a Hall of Famer, but we just that's how we doing it. We just ain't got to think about it. First ballot. I don't know about all that, but I said I feel like Hall of Fames let people in a little too easily. Like there's probably too many people in the Hall of Fame, but whatever. But I said with well, Paul Pierce, I never looked at him at any point and said he was a top ten player. In, in the league. I could be wrong. If you go through year by year, maybe you can find a year or two, but I never felt that way. Then somebody was like, well, that's probably the same argument you can make with Chris Webber. And I said, no, I feel like in those early two thousands, he was top 10, top 15 player. And he was an MVP candidate yeah. in a couple of those years. Yeah. And I think what it is with Paul, well, people forget before uh, Kevin McHale hooked up his boy, Danny Ames, huh. yeah, KG, right? The whole narrative on Paul Pierce was a guy with empty, you know, he was the truth, but the truth didn't win. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't that dude, you know, and I just think part of that is, is just, the, you know, also the franchise, kind of like with the Yankees. Uh, yeah, true, that true. Felt, you know, he was a Celtic, which then, you know, you get people, give him a little bonus. I, th- I thought about it. I was like, of the guys who were, you know, finalists, you know, you go, hmm. I'm a Laker guy. I'm like, Michael Cooper's a finalist? I was like, hmm. <sighs> but wait, is, wait a minute. You it, might, oh, Michael. Then, and, see, and y'all going to make me say bad think, things about I never people, think man. Coop Hall of Fame. I, I, I had never thought about it before. Because he's not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I was like, hey, Cooper's my guy. I love Cooper. Yeah. He won Defensive Player of the Year. Like, another guy is going to be fine. You know, and the thing is, like, Ben Wallace. When I watched Ben Wallace play, I never thought, wow. That guy's one of the greatest to ever play the game. Right. Right. You know, and then you get into the arguments about guys like Chauncey Billups. And I'm like, Chauncey was never at the level Webb was at no. as, a, as an individual player. Like I said, Webber was an MVP who, candidate. <laughs> you got people who will argue you down that Chauncey is a, a sure, no, no-brainer Hall of Famer. I'm like, why? He was a journeyman for years. And look, He bounced around. He was a great leader, but did you ever watch an NBA game during that era and say, you know what? If I got to take one point guard, I'm taking Chauncey Billups? No. 
and I love Chauncey, but no. Yeah, I mean, I just think the the criteria is just so all over the place. Well, you look, know? look here, and then so we got could, into the we got in, somebody brought up because I was having a hard time with all this, and they're like, just imagine uh, ten years from now when we're listening to D'Lo and KC and Draymond Green is a finalist. And I'm like, Draymond Green's going to make the Hall of Fame. And I looked at his numbers. He's like eight, seven, and six on his career. Sounds about right. He's going into the Hall of Fame. What, what are we I doing? I had a friend of mine argue me that. Because he, uh, he, he was like, he said, you if you base it on numbers, Carl Anthony Towns is going in just the same way AD is. Jeez, oh, and I mean, it just—it's—it's it's a weird thing. It's just a weird thing. I, I even say though, if you throw out Webb's college, the scandal stuff, and I and I stand by this, them getting some damn money or a jacket or whatever it was had no effect on a damn game. None, none. We no, still saw what happened out there. You know, right there. Like they, you know, he was and, already yeah. at Michigan. Like it yeah. wasn't like he was being a uh, high schooler being recruited by a Michigan booster to go to Michigan. He was already there. He was just getting stuff. And, I, and, and even if you throw out Michigan, his high school career was one of the best high school careers we've ever seen. Absolutely. I mean, just throw that in, rookie of the year. And think about it. The only reason why he's not a champion is because of Shaq, Kobe, and Phil. Wow. I mean, and there's a lot of guys that Shaq, Kobe, and Phil, whether it was L.A. or go back to Chicago, Rick Adelman doesn't have a ring because of Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. So are we really going to hold that over with, like if he had won a championship? Right. You're going to hold that over his head? We ain't holding that over Gary Payton's head. I mean, Tracy McGrady got in there. He couldn't win a damn series his whole career. <laughs> he got in with no problem. I'm like, hold up, Mr. I didn't, I, by the time he actually got past the first round, wasn't he like, like a, at yeah, the end with of the Spurs, Spurs or something? Like, yeah. 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 It was like, are you kidding me? That, that was a no brainer. Yeah. So like I guess the, the Hall of Fame all together are weird to me. Like I can't respect the baseball one because nah, Barry Bonds trash. ain't in it. That's trash. The football I, one is trash because you made Tom Flores wait like 25, 30 years. It's crazy. Like, I mean, it's just like, what What about Tom Flores' career changed in 2021? Right. It wasn't the same in 2000. Right. Like I, I don't like Hall of Fames at all. They all, they all kick rocks for me. I just, yeah. you know, you got people just sitting there. You know, it's you know, it's like the old con- no, no one man or no one group should have so much power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they just, and it's just like you know, it's so arbitrary and what you consider a Hall of Famer. Like for me, as good as I didn't think Grant Hill had a Hall of Fame NBA career. There's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that, for me. Like, cause I, the Hall of Fame, like it's, I don't want to say it's got to mean something, cause it it does, but you gotta be, you got, I gotta be thinking about you, like at the top of my head when they talk about in your era, who were the best guys? That's that's yeah, like Reggie Miller talking. got in with no problem. I was like, really? But at least, but I was at least like, he, he was got, good, time, but I never watched a, Reggie and go, you know what? I'm gonna tell my kids about man. And Reggie had some moments, yeah. but I never just was like. Damn, Reggie, 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 Reggie like Hall the, of Famer though. Reggie Hall of Famer. He then he yeah, leaves I mean, as a, the top it. three point shooter. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, hmm? then he leave as the number one three point shooter of all time. Yeah, when he, when he yeah. I mean, I ain't got no problem with Reggie yeah. being in, but I mean, there were people who had no argument at all about that, but who will say Webb has doesn't have any merit, but they'll argue that 
Chauncey should be in with no question. Yeah, no, they they didn't cross the line with Chauncey. And I love Chauncey, but they didn't, they didn't cross the damn line. Yeah, I ain't trying to pick on Chauncey. I like <laughs> Chauncey too, but I, yeah, I'm just like, you know, what does someone say? The hall of very good. That's what it, that's what it turned, turned yeah. into. If you had a hall of very good, Chauncey the first ballot guy. But I yeah. did. I think of generational guys. I think of Hall yes. of. I think of guys who were like, you know, wow. I I, I was going to buy money to go watch that guy. Or, or I think of who had these grand moments where mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? That set him apart. And maybe Chauncey did with some of his runs with the Pistons. But he had, he had a nice little run with, with Detroit, man. Yeah, you know yeah. But I'm just like, mm. yeah. No, I don't you know, I, I I just don't see the argument. I mean, I've heard the argument against Webb. I just don't buy it. Yeah. I, I just I just don't buy it, especially given some of the guys who were in. I'm like, I just don't buy that Webb is not a Hall of Famer. I think I talked to him a couple of years about go about it. He said he doesn't sweat it because he knows he's a Hall of Famer. Mm. You know, Get you know, man. so I just Get like man in the Hall of I know he. Man. Yeah. He doesn't like talking about it because it's kind of one of those things where it's like if I talk about it, I sound like I'm whining. Right. Right. You know, but if I do talk, you know, he, he Webb can't win. <laughs> Webb can't win the media game. Nah. You know, nah. like that's why he don't want to talk about Sacramento. Last time I asked him about Sacramento, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna about Sacramento. No matter what I say, it gets taken. <laughs> we want, and it goes we want all Webb the way to come back more, man. We want him to come back more. Hopefully they mend whatever they they need to mend and he can come back to Sacramento more. That's that's the yeah, plan. him, Mitch, a bunch of guys. Yeah. We need Jay Will back out here a little bit more. Although I think Jay Will just don't like to come out here. I don't even know. Jay Will always go see the team when they in Orlando. <laughs> I think Jay Will. Orlando, I think Jay, Jay Will ain't Will got no interest. Orlando. He ain't got no interest in coming to California or to Sacramento anytime. And it's not even like beef. It's like nah, I'm good. And the times he's in, from what I've heard, when he is in California, it's not like he's there for a game. He's just like be out here. <laughs> So, hey. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jay. Second half is upon us, man. Um, tell the people where they can find you, man. You're all over the place right now, man. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. You know, the athletic.com, Twitter, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones, Instagram, Mr. Jones LBC, and my other uh, side gig, the Ruler of the Court podcast, yeah. where now I have my girlfriend on kind of regularly to I talk know, about she, whatever. She's she about to be in the credits. Yeah, she about to, you know, <laughs> she about to start hitting me up for a check. <laughs> you got to pay up, pay up, pay up. So, yeah, man. Kenny Carraway, you know, you can find me um, at IMK Diddy on Twitter, at IMK Diddy on Instagram. Um, D-Lo and KC, 12 to 4, Monday through Friday on ESPN 1320. And uh, you can check me out. Um on iTunes, Casey's Corner, still be popping off out there. I'll be talking about a little bit of everything. Casey's going a little boxing, a little, little basketball, whatever's popping. I'm talking about that. So, yeah, we everywhere. You ain't never there. Jay, uh, we're, you guys don't know, we're recording this on um, on StreamYard. I hadn't seen Jason in a year. It was good to see you, Jay. It's good to see you. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, well, I see you. I see you and you know Damien's videos all the time. My, oh, yeah, my face ain't appeared nowhere really in a long well, while. Well, look, I told I, Jason. Um, Jason, Damien was like, "Man, yeah, you know, we gotta call Jason. He, he, you know, he don't do the video." I was like, "I'm sure Jason would do the video if you asked him. I don't think he against." Yeah, him he ain't never asked. You have to be on the phone chilling. So next time you're on the show, we're gonna yeah, have I'll do. I'll, yeah, I'll do the video next time. No problem. No problem. Bad, bad. All right, man. 
Kings, right. second half. Let me see something, man. Mm. Let me see something, man. I'm up out of here. It's Kenny Carraway. Jason Jones. Y'all be good. Holla. <laughs> <laughs>